Fabulous. Are you ready? Yeah. Gorgeous. Okay, so welcome to Safe House. In the Safe House studio today, we have the absolutely fabulous and very talented, very quirky and cool. Astonish! Hello. There's not a strange way to say it, is it? It's just astonish. It's just astonish. Astonish. Double S for ass. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. So, before we start, pronouns. They, them. They, that In and out of drag. Yeah. Performer. Just clown. Drag clown. Drag clown. Love, love, love. I've been doing this thing where I've been letting my guests introduce themselves because the best way to introduce yourself is to introduce yourself. Yeah. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do, like, as much as you want. Okay. So I'm the dirty clown of Canal Street. Mm-hmm. I sew and make all my costume to look like a multicolored disaster. Absolutely. And they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I put them on and I'm like, what the fuck are I doing? <laughs> well, I feel like that's like the best though. I feel like you look the best when few times that I've seen you in person because I get most of your like stuff online because yeah. I very rarely frequent the village anymore. Just because <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a home bird now. But you look the best when I'm like, oh my god, what is going on? What is in front of me right now? Yeah, well, I've been dressing as a bogey for the last like month. And that's been confusing <laughs> people. So do you like the the outfits that you make? We'll put like. When I advertise it, we'll put pictures up so everyone will know what they're hearing. <laughs> yeah. What, who's actually here. For me, it looks like you wear something new every single time. Is it like... Yeah. It's usually like, on a Monday, I'll look at some fabrics or draw something. And then by uh-huh. Thursday, when I go to work, I have a new outfit. Absolutely. There's very rarely that people do that these days. Usually it's like, recycle, recycle, recycle. But... Well, last month has been recycling, all because I'm getting ready for Pride. But usually, mm-hmm. like sometimes on a Thursday, when I know I've got work at like 9pm, I'm like, let's go shopping. Yeah. Um, so, obviously you're a creative, and we'll get into all of that a little bit later on. But I want to know what you do outside of being a creative. So when you're not clowning around, when you're not sewing, when you're not getting up in drags, what, what do you get up to? What do you do day to day? I pretty much stay in bed. <laughs> Play Digimon or Pokemon and watch Orange is the New Black on repeat. I did not know this about you. This is so just for the listeners' um, benefit. For the benefit of the listeners, yeah. I've known about Astonish for a while but not being able to sit down and actually speak to you. And the last time we spoke, you said that you'd listen to the podcast yeah. and I was like, okay we're getting it sorted we're getting a date in i am a massive pokemon fan as well like i did not know that about you see i assume everyone knows i am because of the way i look (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like you can look at certain people and know do you think i look like a pokemon fan yeah I've, also, I've seen your Instagram. Oh, right. When I play Pokemon, everyone thinks I'm into, like, I'll put the girl character, but I'm into, like, the proper, like, masculine-looking Pokemon. I love, so recently, I've redone Let's Go Eevee. I love that game. I feel like it was, like, the start of a new era of Pokemon. And I love playing the villain, getting yeah. my Golbat, and getting my Ekans. Love, love, love. See, I'm a shiny one. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll sit there for hours and hours until I've never I get find, I found a shiny ever. I've completed a full Pokedex of shinies. Really? Yeah, because I've got ADHD, so I'll sit down and I'm like, I've got goals. <laughs> but I'm going backwards now. Like, I'm ordering Ruby soon. And mm-hmm. I'm going to... The originals? Tr- or yeah. Okay. I'm going to try and order Heart Gold, but it is like 90 quid. So I've got it somewhere. Maybe I can give you it. I don't know where I've put it. So I've seen as well online. We're already going off tangent, but it's fine. <laughs> ADHD as well. <laughs> they sell for like a stupid amount now. Like the actual boxes. Yeah, the, bo- the boxes are extortionate. The games, everywhere I've looked, are between like 60 and 100 pound. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I'm like, that's a DS game. Calm down. Yeah, like the original Sapphire in the, like the shiny box. I know full well that me and my brothers, we've had all the boxes. I swear we used to fold them all up, but at some point they must have got chucked away. Regrets. 
big regrets because they go for like two hundred pound. Like I've seen Sapphire in CEX for like two hundred pound. Oh. Ridiculous. Like I went and had a look for black and white the other day because I thought it won't be too much. It's fully like sixty seventy pound now. Is it? Yeah, because all the DS ones have gone up. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Crazy. So that's that's what you do like day to day. Yeah. The playing Pokemon, chilling, chilling vibing, watching Netflix. Absolutely. Love, love, love. I feel like as well because this, you obviously make a lot of your as you said earlier you make a lot of your own drag yeah all of your own drag is that right yeah all of it I've never worn anything like that that is what we like I'm just crazy <laughs> but I feel like the people that make stuff whether it's like sewing or designing or whatever the vibe that I get is that the creative side really doesn't stop that often N- no I'll go home finish and work at like six and I'll go and sew yeah. And it doesn't stop. Yeah. That question throws a couple of people. It depends what kind of creative you are. Like some drag queens, they do drag, they switch off, they do something else. Like I have a full time job. I do drag a lot less than I used to. Yeah. But some drag queens just do the gig and then their lives are pretty average. But yeah. Sewers uh, seem to just not stop. No, you can't stop. Why do you want to have an outfit? <laughs> and then I work quite a lot as well. Okay. It's like four days a yeah. week in the village. And is it completely drag? No. Yeah, bar work or it's just all all drag and then mm. I start again in September I've got uni okay so usually it's just uni and then like drag on the night times mm-hmm. and that like nice little maintenance loan pays for some <laughs> lovely fabric. she does <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do at uni then let's talk about that because so, that's aside from you well I, I was going to say it's aside from your creative but what do you do at uni? I'm assuming it's... I did fashion for two years. Yeah. And it was horrible. Okay. It wasn't for me. It was... They didn't want to teach us, like, how to be... They didn't want us to show our creative side. Mm-hmm. It was very much like, you make this pair of pants, how it's meant to be made, and you do nothing with it. And it was for rich people. Right. And I'm poor. So... Right. They wanted me to quit my job doing drag, because they didn't think it was a real career. Are you okay with this? I'm really yeah. sorry to the listeners. It may sound really disjointed. My cat is just climbing all over my lovely guest. <laughs> Will you chill out and put your ears away? He does this thing where he puts his ears back and I know he's fuming about something. Oh. Calm down. It's not tea time yet. There we go. Continue. Yeah, so they just didn't think that what I wanted my career to be was a real career. Okay. So I've changed to art. And when I went for the interview, they were like, yeah, we love, just carry on. Amazing. It's a bit more like they want us to look at how we can get jobs when we're done mm-hmm. and what's realistic. Where, like when you do fashion, all they tell you is you won't get a job after this. You fucked. Um, and that's not what you need as well. I did a degree in something completely different than what I'm doing now. I study translation, Spanish oh, wow. translation. And I use bits of it in drag. Like I'll do, I'll try as much as I can. There's certain venues that like, if I'm singing Spanish at the audience, they're just going to be like what the fuck is going I on. I love that. And I, I love it. I love it. But I've got to be very specific about where you can do when it. I do yeah. it. Because it just doesn't make, doesn't make sense in certain places. Like, I wouldn't go to, I don't know, I wouldn't go to or like and sing live. Because yeah, it's unless like, for instance, you get like drag race queens and if singing is what they do, then people are already there because they've got a name for themselves. Yeah. I wouldn't go to a club and try and sing. So I wouldn't go to certain venues and try and like scream at them in a different language because, because I mean, it just it seems a bit do you know what i mean yeah but yeah it's nice that you've been able to switch over to a course because i feel like it was a bit stupid of me to think that your degree wouldn't be creative because <laughs> this is the you? thing when i found something i'm like i'll just do it i did mm. art before and i don't know why i went into fashion i feel, do you know what though i do think that the stuff that you come out with is fashion i just think that fashion in in like little yeah. bunny ears fashion at the moment i think that the people that teach fashion, this is coming from someone who's never been taught fashion before, so I might be completely wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But the point of fashion is to go outside the box and the people that teach it haven't made it. 
so there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm. Why are you teaching fashion if you if you you're not like a fashion designer? The main one didn't even do a fashion degree, so I was like, and, and you don't always need a degree to to no. to go into something. Yeah. Like more and more these days, we're seeing like that a uni degree isn't everything. It means nothing. But if you're going to teach fashion, surely like you should know what you're doing. Exactly. The way it works as well is like you have technicians in the classroom who are okay. like professional sewers. Oh my. They're more help than the teachers. They know how to put the garments together. So when a teacher's like, why don't you do this? You're like, you have no idea what construction is. <laughs> because. Well, this is it. You've got your people that teach you disciplines. Fair enough. If you're going to teach me how to sew, if you're going to teach me how to, I don't know, work with twal or whatever. I don't know what they do. <laughs> I think twal's right. It's that like, yeah, that's funny, like, like a, material that you put stuff together with. It's a, before. a twal's a practice garments with calico. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not like expensive. No. Look at me knowing things. That's fair enough if you're going to teach like actual discipline, but I feel like saying to somebody that what they're making isn't going to work fashion wise doesn't really make sense. What they kind of laid it out to us was they gave us a list of careers, and it was like, if you're the 1%, you'll get into this job, but most of you will end up in like fashion retail, and that's it. And that's yeah. all. When I set goals, I do them. Yeah. I make them happen. And when they told me I couldn't do it, I got a job in the village. <laughs> and then stayed up and... Because I had to make money somehow. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want us to have jobs. So I didn't really tell anyone. Yeah. Then when they found out, they were like, you need to stop, that's what left. But this is it. Like, my, my degree was the exact same. I think that's why I've kind of, like, spoken a little bit about mine. That's what my original thought was. That my tutor told me that I... Because I worked in the village as well. And I was doing... I think I was working four nights a week. One of them was a show, which was, like, kind of had rehearsals for. And then... Yeah. It was a lot. And I wasn't getting paid as well. That's another story. But I wasn't getting paid for, like, enough for what I was doing. But I was putting a lot of time into that. As well as doing uni as well. But even if it was a normal job that wasn't taking up all of my time, they still didn't yeah. want me to have it. But not everyone makes enough. Exactly. Or, like, not everyone's parents are going to pour money into them to and do That's uni. what the thing is. It's like, a lot of people that do certain courses are there because the parents have paid it for them. Yep. And they can go to uni, have no stress. If they fail, they fail. Yeah. And... It means more to some people. Then other, Yeah. And I feel like as well, when you work in the village, a lot of drag queens that are doing well for themselves did uni and drag at the same time. Yeah. And... It's the way that a lot of people come to Manchester. For a lot of people, if you're unknown, you just started. Yeah. Unless you come here for like a different job or an education, you can't really get in because you won't be here. It's Yeah, it's hard. I feel like, yeah, you're right there. You've like, got to be around to be available. I only chose the uni because I wanted to do Dragon Manchester. <laughs> and I was like, this uni will do. It's not bad though. It's not a bad way of doing it. No, it worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk about something else and I've forgotten what it was. No, I haven't remembered. Um, I don't ask everyone, I try to if I remember, but sometimes it goes off and I, my mind drifts elsewhere. But I like to ask what either what your first experience or what your first impressions of me was, or like when we first met, what do you remember? So, do you remember me? Yeah. Me? Do you? Yeah. So there was two times. Oh, Lord. You did the new union and you twatted red. Oh, my God. I was watching. Were you in the audience? Yes, or you... I was stood right next to the stage and I was screaming. <laughs> and then the, the second time, it was like the winter just gone. Yeah. You were like, you walked past down the street and you grabbed me and you were like, you need to put a coat on, it's cold. And you were fully <laughs> in a crop top. <laughs> you remember what I was wearing? It was like a crop top, a full pony, and you were like, it's cold, wrap up, and you were fully naked. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's a perfect example of me not being able to take my own advice. <laughs> yeah. How dare you read me like that? <laughs> that's no, it was, so funny. No, it was good advice though, because I ended up making a duvet dress like two weeks later. Well, there you go. Like was, fully, was, like, pat, like... It was a full duvet that I made into, like, a baby doll dress. Because it was fucking freezing that winter. Maybe you need to make me one, because clearly I'm I wearing enough clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it do be cold, though. It, 
people don't realize like in the in the rain and the cold even now in summer it's fucking freezing it's harder to get warm again yeah that's the problem and I feel like people don't understand that, like, we're supposed to look nice and pretty without our outfits getting destroyed in the weather, which mm. they do. Mm-hmm. And be happy when it's, like, pissing it down. I know. We're sp- I feel like we're, we're supposed to be these, like, entertaining entities. But when it's fucking chucking it down, it's freezing outside, you're going to get nothing out of me. <laughs> this is why I'm probably not best for the door, unless it's sweltering heat. See, I think other people get, like, annoyed when I'm on them when it's raining, because I'll, like, run round in the rain <laughs> and take the piss, and everyone's like, can you calm down? But you're, I feel like your outfits as well, they're probably not that affected by the rain, apart from getting wet. Yeah, a lot of them. Does it, does it change? No, but what I have started doing, because it's been raining, I've been putting like water activated makeup in certain places so when it rains it goes everywhere yes there was one shift where like my manager was like you probably should leave soon <laughs> it was like <laughs> i had 10 minutes left but my makeup the whole face was like basically gone but that's so fab though that's like kind of living art like your purpose for leaving yeah. bits of your makeup to react to the environment around you like come on and the new thing at the moment is like i'll tell people my drag name but if they're pissed they usually can't say it so i just call myself clown but they act offended when I say it. Like, I shouldn't... Like, you can't call yourself clown. Why? Because they think it's offensive. Oh, people need to get a grip. There's so many more things that you could say to someone to offend rather than, like, oh, but it's fun to play with the straights, though, isn't it? I love it. One the other day was like, what are you? I was like, I'm a bokeh. <laughs> um, someone else, they were talking to me, and they were pissed. I thought, oh, well, and I just kept saying clown, but, like, in it, like it was a language. I go, clown, clown, clown. Clown. <laughs> And they just don't know what to do. <laughs> That's the funniest thing, though. If there's anything I miss from being on the door, it's getting away with absolute murder. I do. Absolute murder. It's so funny. It's so funny. But yeah. I remember when... I think I must have been... I must have been on the door. I was around around and about in the village. It was an outfit where you had horns, which I was like, I can tell you've made this. Yeah. And this is so fab. And I'm not, I'm not sure at the time. I was completely convinced I knew what I was looking at. Do you remember what colour it was? It was, I think it was red and blue. So... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I made that on the day and I was uh-huh. like going clubbing with the girls. Yeah. They all look normal. Yeah. Normal, just like uni girls. And I was like, I'm going to go in drag. Not like the girls. No, like, like girls. normal friends. <laughs> and That's so funny. They're all like five foot and I'm like a six foot clown walking around the village. So let me describe the outfit as far as I remember. Is, is it blue and red check? So it was like stripes. I showed like panels of stripes. Okay. And horns with something in them to keep them erect. (laughs) So, so fab. I just love it. I think it's great. I would love, I would love to wear something like that. It's very like American Horror Story. Yeah. Freak show vibes. If you don't mind me saying. No, I love that reference. So fab. And I I just think in a time where people are so worried about looking perfect, myself included, you just bring this like fuck it energy that I, if you don't mind me saying again, that I just love. I first started coming out, a lot of the queens were like, we've not really seen anything like this in a while because everyone was like looking a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. And when I came and I was like acting foolish and like mm-hmm. looking like a monster, they were like, we don't know what we're looking at, but we like it. Yeah. I think a lot of people would be kind of taken aback and maybe not wanting to like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I, there's not many words for you to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's not a but, lot of people want to look foolish, but either the bars they work for don't allow them to, or they think because they've got so far in the career looking a certain type of way, if they change anything, everyone will take the piss out of them. Scared to look a fool. Yeah. And be a fool. But some of the best performers that I know are fucking hilarious. That's what I mean. And a lot of people could afford to get funny because drag is great. 
drag is really really great but that intersection where you've got great aesthetic whatever that may be and great comedy is that's the sweet spot yeah i think we're moving away from like we can, we all understand we can look at an instagram picture mm. and admire it mm. but then like when you meet the people and they're like funny and you can have a joke with them in a smoking area or on the street it like yeah. creates a, a different perspective of like what you thought of that person uh-huh even like as you said not even on stage just like just around and about if you've created that connection with someone through like just being a genuine person that one person might like just turn up to your show because we all know gays are unreliable <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> like they will tell you that they're coming to your show they never do but they won't turn up <laughs> But if you like genuine connections, like I will go and watch my friends in shirt. I don't go out the house. I very rarely go out the house. So if, if you've like made a genuine connection with me, I will make an effort to leave my humble abode to go and to watch go and see you. Ya. Because I want to go and I genuinely and, like, like going and supporting people. So a lot of people I knew used like about a year ago were doing competitions and stuff. Yeah. The only reason I go and watch a competition is to like see someone I like. Yeah. And the only reason I don't do it anymore is because like everyone's busy. Mm-hmm. Like when you're with your friends, I feel like you all reach the same point at the same time of like busy when you work in the village for so long and like everyone's like working at the same time as sure we do make time for each other and yeah but we support each other in different ways mm. so on that how do you find working full-time in the village i think everyone has a different perspective as you said based on where you work yeah but how do you take any aspect of it and just tell me a little bit of your experience because i i always love to to know what people's thoughts are yeah i think there's like pros and cons like everywhere you work uh-huh. like i love being able to do what i want and have fun and like i feel like every time i do it it sounds really like cringy no but i on. do make loads of memories of people and like mm-hmm. my friends and the people i work with and we do have a good time yeah and and it is a lot mentally working mm-hmm. for so long and i feel like some people in the village are not good for you as long as you hang out with the right kind of people mm-hmm. and you're with the right people it's a really good time and i enjoy doing what i do because i feel like if i didn't do it i wouldn't be anywhere near where i am now with like okay. what i can do because i feel like it forced me to like try a new thing beat people i wouldn't have no confidence i had mm-hmm. no confidence before i got a job really no i couldn't speak to people oh my god i wouldn't have been able to do this no <laughs> and then like because i have to speak to strangers mm-hmm. every day i'm on hinge now <laughs> I will go to people in public. So it's the villagers' fault you're like this. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone asks what's wrong with me, it's the villagers' fault. Yeah. I like that though. Can I can I ask you your because obviously you're on the side of the alternative side of drag. Yeah. How's your experience been with that? Do you think it's been any different from how, you know, like the generic stereotypical drag race drag? What what's your experience yeah. with that? Well, it's difficult because you've not had both sides of the coin. But so yeah, because I do a character who's called Shirley and she'll wear like she looks like a camp drag queen. Okay. I do every few months. But what I started to realise is people liked too much and didn't <laughs> like the clown. So I had to okay. stop doing it. And what I notice is like a lot of the times in the village now, they have like certain people who are a bit alty mm-hmm. they'll book for the show so they know they can tick a box. And I don't feel like I'm what they're looking for because sometimes I'm a bit too much out there. You think they're like alt adjacent? Yeah, okay. or like they... not to put words in your mouth. Just no, so I make sense of what you're saying. And <laughs> I did do some performances in some bars that, like, obviously didn't like when I did the mm-hmm. competition. I did killer clowns from outer space. Like, yeah. I, I didn't know anything about before I did it. Uh-huh. Probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but I had a good time. I knew I wasn't going to get booked there. Yeah. When I do things and perform places, I don't have like expectations of like where it's going to go. Yeah. I'm kind of just like, we'll go with the flow of it. If they don't want me, they don't want me. And, uh, oh, you'll have to bleep this out. No, no, but no, go, work, go, go, go. When I worked at 
I actually got let go because the person who was hiring people was also a drag queen. Okay. Didn't like, said my drag was too old and it wasn't sellable to people. That's so strange. It, I find it fun now because all the queens that were there are old. Yeah, you can, you can like, in like retrospect, you can laugh at it. But what you said about you don't have any expectations when you come to a gig, I think one of the things that I felt most held back by when I worked in the village was having to think about the audience or the venue that I was performing for. Yeah, I used to feel that, like, every time I did, like, a show somewhere or I performed, I was always like, I need to do my best because it needs to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. But I got to a point where it's like, if they want me, they're going to want me. And if they don't, they've already made their mind up. Yeah. And that's um, hard as well yeah. because you don't want to give up work or you don't want to be be seen to be difficult or to na- or you don't want to narrow your like scope of where you can be or where you can perform because you want the work but also what's something me and I think it was Angel we spoke about art- artistic integrity yeah and how important that is I think that's like you can let it slide sometimes sometimes you need the money you have to do something yeah but then other times you get to a point where you're like people are taking the piss out of me now uh-huh. and you need to like people need to understand like you can't take away who I am Otherwise, you're just going to get, like, a carbon copy drag queen. And then I feel like if we don't express ourselves where we want to, we're not going to have a good time. And it'll show. Exactly. That That's exactly it. The, the kind of genuineness of what you're doing as well. And the audience can tell. It's, it's funny you bring this up because I've definitely spoken about it with more than one person. That when you aren't bringing your true self to the stage or, or to the street or wherever it is, other people can tell. And that's annoying for you because if you need money... Or yeah. you as in like the royal you, you a performer. If you need work, you don't want to have to limit yourself. But also, if they're wanting a certain type of drag and you're not giving that, then you do have to give up a bit of yourself, which is shite. Yeah. Like, I don't mind like putting on a wig and a dress and doing a camp number once and again. Mm. Like, sometimes it's fun because I do take the piss when I do it. Yeah. And like, I did this character called Shirley. She's got five kids. <laughs> oven's left on. She has to run back. She ain't got time. And it's fun when I do it. But if I do it too much, I'll realise that people only like me because I'm doing that and I'm not doing like what I want to do. And it's a character. Yeah. It's not. Like, it's nice to do a character. But I, I, I've had that before, you know, where I've done a certain thing where it's different than usual and people have gone, oh, I really like that. And it's like something that I haven't necessarily like. It's not something I necessarily tie to myself. And then I'll be like, "Well, I've, I've done that, but it's not like uh, why didn't you like my other bits?" Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I haven't worded that the right way, but you know what I mean. I did dragging makeup like a few months ago. Uh-huh. So I was just filling it one day. Mm-hmm. Did it for three days in a row. Shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Gave myself the worst like dysmorphia ever. Everyone was like, "You look so good," and I was like, "No, I don't." <laughs> oh, that's so frustrating. But like, the makeup was good. But like, I know what they were saying. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I was like, "No, I'm never doing this ever again." Yeah. Do you find it difficult to kind of settle on a like an aesthetic or a look or I think there are things in what I do that are like you can kind of pinpoint. There's always like like the moment it's ruffles. I'll okay. just have ruffles. I just mm-hmm. love them. But I just kind of struggle to like in drag present like extremely masculine and feminine. Yeah. Because I feel like when I just put astonish, it's like a clown, it's just a clown. It feels like a concept to me. Yeah, like it, astonish is like because of the name even just the name like it's not it's, it's not really human it it's comes kind from of pokemon just, does it <laughs> and I, I did an s because i was in college once and my teacher was like the cleaner yeah and i said uh-uh, i did an s <laughs> i said Mm-mm. that's so funny you have to remind me i is astonish the little as in the po- oh as in the attack so it, i it's for me it's the attack the and attack. my teacher was on about like the house cleaner astonish i'm trying to remember there's a there's a specific pokemon in a specific game because astonish was a new move that came out so and i think it was diamond and pearl the zubat he's, he's a ghost type move yes 
it, I swear it, it was a, a, a move that got brought out. Like it's not like one of the original ones. Is no, it? I think it was Diamond and Pearl. I think it was as well. We'll have to Google it in a bit. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Astonish is more of like a, a thing. Yeah. Rather than like, I, I find it difficult sometimes. Like my drag is well, I like to think it's extremely feminine. I don't like to that. Like that's the goal for me. Yeah. Is to look as feminine as possible, but also not moving too far away from who I am outside of drag. Like the more yeah. my gender's kind of gone along, the more I want to kind of like morph, or the more they've morphed together, and it feels more like an extension of myself rather than a different person. Which is why I ask you I, as another non-binary I do person. Feel that I feel like I feel like astonished in and out of drag, and this is it. And when I think other people, when people meet me out of drag, they expect me to be like extremely different. Okay. To what? I'm liking drag, but it's not. I'm pretty much just the same. Like I don't. I know it's just me. Like what do they? What do you think they expect? Like not sure. Because I'm so different, just like a normal person. Yeah, but like it is more of a character. Yeah. Okay. Or like because of how I look, I'm so like visually like the people forget like I'm six two and like I have long hair and I wear like weird outfits outside as well. Yeah, I love that though. I feel like the best drag that I do is is where it has a connection to Dan as well. That's my government name. Don't give it out. I feel like the best is when it kind of... Like, right now, I'm giving, like, half in, half out. Or, like, not even half. I don't even know. It's no, I don't feel like it, you can't quantify it. It just floats around yeah. in between. I, I like to call it the gender of a sphere rather than, Ooh. like, a binary or a circle or whatever anyone else calls it. And I feel like the best stuff that I do is when it kind of just, like, isn't anywhere particular within the sphere. It's just around and about and yeah. floats between. I did really like the recent Instagram post. In the orange dress... Yeah, love. I'm trying to edit less as well because there's nothing worse than seeing a queen in real life and being like, you look fucking horrible. Oh, and I, this, really, I, I really, really hope that I look like my pictures. You do. Because there's, there was a queen the other day. I'm not going to name her. Name her and I'll bleep I it can't. out. I want it for my own. I can't. Personal. No, I can't. But she, <laughs> I have an Instagram and makeup's like. No, yeah, no, you have to tell me. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> makeup's like really nice. I've got a gun to her head. <laughs> Their head, sorry. Instagram was really nice. And then she just walked past the other day and I was like, who's that? <laughs> and someone was like, it's them. And I was like, really? You have to tell me. You have to, can you mouth it? <laughs> I'm going to laugh. I do actually really like her as well. That's all right. Oh, uh, okay. I just thought her makeup in person was a bit different. I have particular feelings about that queen. That means that I find that hilarious and I have absolutely no remorse whatsoever <laughs> in finding that really funny. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because me and another drag queen, she was at the end of the street oh, and we just kind of, we was like, who's that? And someone was like, that's that person. And we were like, this is it. I, it's a very difficult one. It's a very, very difficult one, editing and being on the online on the onlines because you're trying to i always when i was when i started drag i edited a lot more than i edit now yeah i have an old instagram that only like people have if they followed me then which is like a while ago and i liked to say what my teachers used to say to me about gcse exams is when you go into your exam i want you to be yourself the potential that you have but running downhill with the wind behind your back yeah not walking uphill with the wind at your face. And I always said, my pictures may not look like me right now, but they would look like me if I was running downhill with the wind behind my back. Right. <laughs> if so that you, makes sense. Yeah, I've never, I actually have never edited a picture. Never. I, because the way I look. Send them my way, I'm a pro. Oh God, I've got a few <laughs> wrinkles here and there. No, what it is was, because it was when, I think it was season my drag race. Okay. It was when I 
walked in. Oh no! And they were like, you know, because the pictures were edited. When I started makeup, I was like, if it's shit, I'll post it. Yeah. But I wanna like, there's some old stuff on my Instagram that's crunch. Okay. But I keep it on there, like from when I first started, because I know that like it's like an evolution of like where I was and then where I am now. And that's a really grown place to be in, but not everyone's there. Yeah. It's it's so hard because I am someone who does edit pictures and I actually enjoy photo editing, like not necessarily. It just depends, like, it's like an art in itself, like, editing photos and stuff, and, like, it can either, like, go, it can help you, or it can go against you, and you have to choose which one you're going to pick. That is true. That is true. It's, I now enjoy editing for the art of it, but mine did come from insecurity, and I will say that it's, I had to make a conscious effort, you know, to not do it. Yeah. But I feel like as, as I've gotten better, as it makes sense, as I've gotten better, I don't have to do it as much anymore. But in those early years, it's fucking hard. (laughs) Yeah, when well, you look crunchy and you're trying to get good. I'm going to show then... you a picture of what I've my f- you're not going to believe what I used to look like. Show me. Have you got it now? Yeah. Can you show me? So <laughs> I'll show you me as well once my phone's One minute, my phone's so I'll show you in a minute. But my first, yeah, yeah. do you want to know my original drag name? Go on. So it was Autumn Evergreen. Okay. I was a lady. Yeah. And I started drag when I like just left high school. Okay. It was like first year of college. Mm-hmm. I came out and then I was like, drag next week. <gasps> so drag was like on the cards from the get-go. It was like a secret. So I had like loads of goals. They've all come true, but like they were all secrets. Couldn't you and your them. goals. We need to delve into this a little bit later. I've got a big goal. Um, she's working towards it. Okay. But yeah, I came out as gay to my dad. Mm-hmm. He was like, do you like boys? I was like, I like men. <laughs> <laughs> and then, that was Lady Autumn. Yeah. And the week after, I was like, I'm just like starting doing makeup. Uh-huh. And then two weeks later, I was like, yeah. I'm a drag queen. He actually bought me my first wig. Oh, it's such a so fast. part of Queen. That's sick. And yeah, Autumn was. Go on, like, show, me this, show me this picture. Oh, I'm scared. She's crunch. It was like. The makeup wasn't that bad. The skin was lovely, but it was not me. And this is the point, is that it's like lockdown was fucking fabulous for me. Lockdown was when I I started just before lockdown. I was very scared of makeup before lockdown, so I didn't need to use gag. (laughs) She's kind of fierce, though. I mean, I might bring her back for one night, one night. She is fierce. I'm going to find a way to show this picture. It's the nude lip lighter than concealer. (laughs) But this is it. So, like, in the the beginning, I was very scared to do anything. Like, this, that picture that you've just shown me of your kind of early drag, I was scared to do anything. So, before lockdown, I didn't actually need to edit that much because there wasn't much on my face at all. Yeah. And then when we went into lockdown... No one saw you in person, so it That's didn't what matter. Helped me. I was it doing, didn't matter. I was doing makeup every day. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't stop. I'd do makeup. I'd sew outfits. Mm. The only reason I started sewing was because my college art, mm. I wanted to do a project about drag because I wanted to start doing drag. So I made a collection. Mm-hmm. And I'd just sit in my room and sew. Yeah. First thing I made was a gown because I wanted to make a gown. Uh-huh. So I did That's it. Fab. And that, I, that, that's like the safety of it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be like a fully conceptualised look because you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like lockdown was horrible, but like it helped so much. We had like, what, two, three years of like growing. Yeah. That people didn't need to see. If Some people grow more than others, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like if we didn't have, if I didn't experience lockdown, I wouldn't have been able to do what I did to get where I needed to go. Yeah. Like, because when I, lockdown finished was like the end of me doing college. Yeah. I don't, I think if I didn't have lockdown, I wouldn't have gone to uni. All right. Because like, I basically set up what I wanted to do, got to a place where I felt comfortable and I was like, I'm ready to leave Wigan. Yeah. Did you go in Stanley? Nope. Where'd you go? That's for people who get good grades. Where'd you go? I went to Warrington. Oh, right. Okay. I wanted to go somewhere where no one I knew. That's fair. So, Drew Banks, you went with Stanley? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Everyone in my high school went with Stanley, so that's why I didn't go. No, that's fair. I stayed, but then I left and went where no one else was going for uni. I was like, fuck you all, I'm going. 
I'm off. No one knows about uni. Nobody. No one. I've removed everyone from high school. Good. I actually had a really funny interaction with one of them because they all thought like I was doing horrible. And they were all the people, during high school, like, I'm going to uni and I'm going to live my life. Do you think you were like dead? Yeah. That's so funny. I went back. It was horrible. Yeah. But I loved it because when people call me faggot, it felt genuine. Yeah. I was like, yeah, L. Like was... now they're calling you faggot for like a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> we're in Manchester when someone calls you faggot. Because I'm a clown, darling. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's because I kept my goals a secret and then I worked towards them. Mm. Like no one really expected me to leave. Yeah. But that's fab though. Going back, I'm like, oh, it's not changed. Mm. Everyone's crazy. And everyone's crazy here as well. It's a different kind of crazy though, where it's like in a small town, everyone lives and dies there. Mm. And then when you go back, you're like, no one's changed like at all. Yeah. It's kind of like a um, time capsule. I was just thinking that. It doesn't change. It's like you've just hit pause and then you go back and everyone's still the same. Yeah. Like when I was in high school, one of my teachers was like, if you all don't want to leave this town, you're not going to do anything. But as soon as I left, I was like living my best life. Yeah. When you move to a city, you don't know like your next door neighbors or like anyone. Mm. You just be crazy and do whatever you want. Exactly. It, it's that like freedom of, if you've seen Friends, yeah. you watch Friends, you know when Phoebe runs around everywhere. Yeah. They're crazy because she says, like, I'm never going to see them people again anyway because I'm running too fast. That's what I do when I'm at the door. That's kind of like a city. Like, you're never going to see half these people again anyway. So just live your best life. So just fucking go nuts. And then what I find funny is when I go home, no one knows what to do because loads of them have just stayed there. I'm living in, like, Manchester. I've got a partner from somewhere else who's really successful and I've been doing drag successfully for, like, three years and I've got my own little cute apartment and this and that and whatever and I've worked... My face was on the fucking it was on a fucking billboard like all around the city like a couple months ago it was like and then you go back they don't know what to do with you because they're like no, they don't. like in school they were popular and i get people talking to me that have never spoken to me before in my life that's what i feel like as well everyone like surreal my age is like starting families having kids well they did that when i was at high school but yeah <laughs> a few of them did. were starting it <laughs> uh there's like five of them and they're all like settling down and i'm like i'm just getting started yeah i feel like they've got like a head start but like a head start that we don't want i don't i never want that no <laughs> the worst idea for me is like moving to a small town settling down and like doing nothing and what else yeah and what yeah so obviously you've, you've told me that you have we've barely talking about your sewing which we had a little, we had a little break. We yeah. had a little, a little natter. That not only you make all your own stuff, which we've spoken about, but you've also commissioned stuff for other people and prides coming up. Yes. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Who they are? What? How it came about? Anything? Anything at all? So I've always wanted to like start making for people. Mm-hmm. It literally only happened because like my drag mother wanted something. I made it, and then a few other people wanted some things. I was like, right, I have to come up with the brand. Okay. So it's called Printing. Yeah, I've because- seen. My last, my government last name uh-huh. is Prince. Okay. And ink is it's supposed to be because like I paint on all the dresses. Yeah, she looks like she's been through it. She, you know, she's been through the it a garm. few times. The garm, she looks like she's been through it. Yeah, I like it a bit decrepit. Mm. But I've got five commissions for like drag queens uh-huh. in the village and then like five for me for Pride because I want to look good this Pride. Mm. Are you doing all different colours? We've got different themes. Oh right, okay. Different themes. We're doing conceptual this year. Okay, I like it. Because I started a week before Pride last year. Oh, right. So you've been there a while now. Yeah. Didn't know it was Pride. Showed up and they were like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise how many people there would be. Or like, I've never been to Pride before. Oh, my God. And Manchester being the first one. Yeah. I was like, fucking hell. So this year, I want to look 10 out of 10 yeah. every single day. And That's a lot of pressure. People make you making Pride outfits for people. Yeah. I thought they have a lot of trust in me. Uh-huh. But they know what they're getting themselves into, like, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's a bit of them and a bit of me in it. Like, I looked for their Instagrams, made sure that, like, it's something they'd actually wear, mm-hmm. and not just, like, them feeling, like, disgusted when they put it on. <laughs> Why, is that how you feel when you put them on? 
<laughs> no, but I feel like if I took one of my costumes and put it on like a random dragon, they'd be like, what the fuck? Fair, fair. So there's one I'm doing for someone, they went on non-binary colours, but I didn't want to have it, you know, like, blocked. You get that? It's more tie-dye. Okay, I like and, that. But like, lots of frills and ruffles and like, over the top. Mm-hmm. And I'm making a wedding dress as well. Sick. Because the theme's Quilly Beloved. I like so it. So I'm playing into it this year. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to start making clothes, making some money. But I like the idea of, like, someone wearing something I've made. And what, what goes through your head when someone asks you to make something? Because obviously, big, big compliment. I would think, oh my god, what a lot of pressure. Yeah. What's going through your head when you're making it, when someone asks you? like what? So when they ask me, it's usually like, the first time, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. But I'll sit down with them and talk to them. And, like, I feel like when you speak to them as well, you, they don't give you, like, the full thing of what they want. Mm-hmm. But I, I, like, take measurements off people instead of, like, what size they are. Because I feel like I'll get, like, the correct things. And then usually they'll be like, oh, could you put this here? Or, the mark of a seamstress. Yeah. Get like, the oh, measurements rather than the size. They're like, could I have this instead? And it kind of works out like that. And, like, sometimes when someone tells you something they want, you have to convince them that it's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I like because I'm making that for someone uh-huh. and she's quite new to drag and I'm just I've just like tested the waters where I was like why don't you try instead of like having this straight arm you have like a, like a, a puff sleeve like I know you want this but like but maybe you don't want that really I don't think you do <laughs> I'm like why don't you have a bit of volume and that, I guess like if they are new you've got that kind of you've got the benefit of being able to say no maybe yeah. this and I always make sure like they're comfortable with what the end product's gonna be mm-hmm. but I feel like as well sometimes talking to someone about like they know what they want but like, what else you could do to it and also you're making it so if I don't I like, like it I'm not gonna exactly and you've got it's the same that we were talking about earlier about like what you put on stage if you're not in it then people won't buy it yeah like it's the same with garments like if it's not got even the slightest bit of you in it then it won't look right in a sense yeah and like one of them what she wants is like there's no paint on there so it's like not someone i usually do i usually like paint on everything yeah but i feel like we've added ruffles and like certain shapes that i'm like yeah it's a bit of me mm-hmm very noisy. Yeah, the, the ruffles, although the paint is is a part of you, ruffles have also kind of like developed into your wardrobe as well. So yeah, that's where lot. that comes across. So I guess you've got to kind of make like little sacrifices as well on your end. I don't mind. I think when it all comes together, I think there'll be someone will be able to look at it and know where it's come from. So as we move towards the back end of the episode, I do ask the question what the goals are. And I know you spoke about your goals earlier. Before I ask you what your kind of general goals are for your creative outlets and your drag, you mentioned earlier that you had a big goal. Yeah. What's the big goal? Tell, tell the end, me, but like, tell the listeners The end as well. goal yeah. is to yeah, get yeah. on Dracula. Okay, I like that. I, n- I never hear anyone saying shit like that. <laughs> no, you don't, do you? No. But that's what it, it's always been that. Like, I watched Dracula before I watched Drag Race. Uh-huh. That's how I found it, because it was on YouTube, like the first season. And then I was like, oh, what's this? And it's always been the end goal. And I've never been able to audition to it, because I've never been old enough. Because uh-huh. I'd be 21. I've only just turned 21, but I am going to audition next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I aesthetically, yeah. I can see why. But why, for you, aside from the aesthetic... Is Dracula more your cup of tea? I think it's just more like the way that, like, it's the same when you work in different venues in the village. When you walk in, I walk in and everything's neutral. Okay. I'm not walking in with, like, like if I walked on Drag Race, they'd be like, right, you don't like this, doing something different. But when I, but if I'm walking on there, it's kind of like everyone starts on the same level. Level playing field. Yeah, like, no one's been pinpointed. Yeah, like, oh, that's the camp queen, that she does that. It's almost like everyone's neutral. We're like, I think if I went on Drag Race, I'd have to fight for, like, why I do, do what I do on there. They already knew, know what I do. Or they're not asking that question. Yeah. Because it's already kind of, you're just doing it because. Yeah. And you don't need a reason. I feel like I just work better on there. I think I would. Mm. And it's more, like, visual and, like, performance-based as in, like, 
how you present what you wear. Okay. Where I don't feel like I think I'd get bored if I walked a runway like all the time. But mm-hmm. if I got to like play into what I was wearing, mm-hmm. it'd be more fun. What do they call it when you walk down? A floor show. A floor show. I always think that's so camp. Yeah, they put ooky spooky music over it. And yeah. Weird edits. That's so funny. But that's, yeah, I feel like that is more your, because it, it kind of speaks to the, there's more of a narrative. And I think yeah. what you do has a narrative to it. And I feel like as well, on that show, they genuinely care about how they don't want to make anyone look shit. Mm. That's why a lot of the times people get confused on why someone's been critiqued low when the floor should look good. Because mm. they want to show people looking good and not like shit. Yeah. But like, I feel like on other shows, the first chance they get, they'd be like, uh-uh. shady music and your shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you said other shows. <laughs> other shows. No, but that is true. That is true. Okay, so that's the big goal. Yeah. Do you have any, like, this is what I want to be doing. This is what I'm working towards, like, more. I mean, I guess you said next year, but is there anything that you've got, like, planned or anything that you want to do with your drag that you've maybe not been able to do yet or you're working towards? Yeah, I want to start hosting. Okay. I feel like it's something I'm slowly getting into and, like, people are teaching me and, like, I'm doing... Hosting a show or hosting, like, a night? Like, a night and, like, just entertaining people. I do it outside anyway. The only difference would be I'd have a microphone in my hand. Yeah. I think I could do it. Do you need one? No. (laughs) The voice carries. She carries. Yeah, I think... Sorry, I keep saying she, but I'm not misgendering you. I just... No, I call everyone. It's just the way I... Yeah, it's just the way I articulate myself. Yeah, um... (laughs) I just want to, I want to start hosting a bit more and I want to like, I feel like I want to bring out like Astonish 2.0. I feel like I'm getting a bit bored of like the way I'm doing stuff at the moment. I kind of want to put it to the next level Okay. of like what I can do. And how would you do that? Just by like, I want to start performing more uh-huh. and then with the outfits and stuff, I want to make sure it's like, when I look at it. You're proud of it. Yeah. Like, but I know it won't happen every time because like, if you do that all the time, you'll like burn yourself out. Yeah. But as long as like, at least like once a month, I'm like, I did that, then I'll be happy. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, anyone that makes their own stuff should already be like, I did that. Yeah. Like it's, I, it's, it's such an impressive thing. To, I mean, it's to, I guess I'm kind of biased because I don't make that, I don't make that much stuff. But I think it's so much more impressive because what you're putting out is 100% from your brain. Yeah, I think as well sometimes it's like, I feel like we judge ourselves more because when you've bought something from a store, if it doesn't look good, you've bought it that way. That's not like... Mm. But I feel like if you made something that's shit, like you feel it because like I've made that. Like that... I can say, if someone says something that's shit, I can just be like, oh, well, I just bought this. It was like a fiver. Yeah. I guess you can't do that. I'd be like, I made it. I like <laughs> when someone's like, you look a bit shit today. And I'm like, thank you, I made it. <laughs> Shuts them up though. No. They probably wouldn't say anything else. No. <laughs> I love when people on the my favourite questions I get like when I'm working is like who did you make up and then like where's your outfit from? Because then I just uh-huh. go me. I love the question. Do you do your own makeup? And I, my answer is always, oh no, I pay someone one hundred pound an hour to do it for me. Of course I fucking do my own makeup. <laughs> people get shocked by like how long it takes me. How long does it take you to do your makeup? Like start to finish, fifteen mm. minutes. Good. The quicker you can do it, the better. I used to take like two hours, but now. I'm like, I don't want to sit there. No. I want to be in bed as long as possible and then get out and then do a 10 minute face and run. Absolutely. And also, if you're working full time in drag, you're not getting paid for the hours you're getting ready. Like, no. you, the quicker you can get ready, the better. Yeah, and like, sometimes I look absolutely beat and everyone's like, you've not done 15 minutes. I'm like, I have. <laughs> Keep them checking on you. Keep oh, I'm them like, checking on you. I'm like, 15 minutes, 30 seconds. I love when it's today where it's like 10 and I'm like, this was 10. <laughs> I bet you can't tell the difference. No. There's been times when I've had to do like an hour. It takes me like an hour and a half. Actually, to be fair, there was one time I went out and it was like 45. And some of the best makeup you do is when you've got a time limit. Do you know why that is? 
Because you're not sat there fucking about. In fact, sometimes it only takes one thing. Yeah. Like you've added something, and then you're like, I've ruined this entire makeup. And you've got to try and fix it, and it takes like sometimes it does take like twenty minutes. Yeah. And it just time tops up. And like I'm bad. Like if I sit there and I've got too much time, I'm like looking at glitters and stuff, and looking at everything else, and I'm like, I need to stop. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll become too much. And you look back at the clock, and you go, How long have I been faffing for? Yeah. <laughs> And you're counting how many minutes and how many pounds that's cost you because you're not getting paid for getting ready. No. Literally. So, Dragula, Astonish 2.0. Yeah. Performing more, hosting more, generally just upping your game. Being a bigger and better clown. Being a bigger and better clown. I think... I, I don't think there's anything else that I, I wanted to ask you, to be honest. I think I've come to the end of my... I've come to the end of my tether. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm I, I think I've come to the end of my questions. Diva, would you mind... Um, pardon me. Do you have any final words for either for me? Do you have any questions for me? Or do you have any final words oh. for the viewers, the the listeners? <gasps> Not the alarm again. Is that your time before I need to be out of here? No, this is, <laughs> this is literally like a normal day if I've not woken up. I need to get up and get going. Yeah, if you go to Prince Inc. on the Instagram, you can commission an outfit. Absolutely plug it. And if you want a simple girly girl dress, I'll do that as well for money. Absolutely more money because more it's money you do. Yeah, and... Yeah, I think that's all I have to say. Yeah. I feel like we covered everything. The clownery, the garms, just onwards and upwards from here. Yeah, we'll just see where I am next year. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad I've got to actually sit down and have like a proper conversation with you because Me too. the drag can take over a lot of the visual and also a lot of the energy sometimes. So I feel like it's nice to sit down and like have genuine chats. Yeah, like we don't have social lives. No, we don't. Which is surprising because our jobs are social. <laughs> literally, literally. Well, I'm nine to five now, but yeah basically but yeah it's been lovely having you on thank, thank you very you. much and um, when I've gone around the circuit once I'll come back and we'll do it all over again and we'll catch up on where you're up to oh I might yeah. be an inch taller absolutely she might be Dragula by then I did it again I keep sheing you I just keep telling <laughs> everyone I'm so sorry it's alright I apologise but yeah we'll just say goodbye to the listeners then goodbye goodbye bye <laughs>